All right, friends, it's hoop ball promo time. This is big because this is our 2020-2021 NBA season product rollout, and I am so excited to tell you about what we've got. We almost never push our hoop ball products, but this is the window of the year where we need to power that engine. So let me tell you what's out. We've got our draft guide, our flagship's shining beacon to the most comprehensive draft guide in fantasy. We cover all over 400 players this season with future access pass to our Brewski 150. Now, if you don't know what the Brewski 150 is, I'm here to give you the need-to-know info. This is the fantasy draft list that has beaten every other list for 10 straight years and new this year for hootball we're unveiling our monthly membership plans featuring our fantasy pass draft guide brewski 150 our new dfs pass premium in-season tools as well as our wager pass for sports bettors everything you need we've got you covered 365 around the clock hoop ball tools is your one-stop shop for your nba treasure trove of fantasy need to know information all that you need and more check us out head to hoop-ball.com or follow at hoopball fantasy on twitter now check it out give us a follow get your tools and win your league all right friends it's hoop ball promo time this is big because this is our 2020-2021 NBA season product rollout, and I am so excited to tell you about what we've got. We almost never push our hoop ball products, but this is the window of the year where we need to power that engine. So let me tell you what's out. We've got our draft guide, our flagship's shining beacon to the most comprehensive draft guide in fantasy. We cover all over 400 players this season with future access pass to our Brewski 150. Now, if you don't know what the Brewski 150 is, I'm here to give you the need-to-know info. This is the fantasy draft list that has beaten every other list for 10 straight years and new this year for hootball we're unveiling our monthly membership plans featuring our fantasy pass draft guide brewski 150 our new dfs pass premium in-season tools as well as our wager pass for sports bettors everything you need we've got you covered 365 around the clock hoop ball tools is your one-stop shop for your nba treasure trove of fantasy need to know information all that you need and more check us out head to hoop-ball.com or follow at hoopball fantasy on twitter now check it out give us a follow get your tools and win your league the following is a hoop ball presentation Hey, David, did you know that uh, 72% of statistics are made up on the spot? (laughs) I do now. Yeah, well, I'm going to contribute to that statistic and let you know that 91% of fantasy basketball players also engage in some form of sports gaming. And for those 91% of players who do, We'd like to encourage you to check out MyBookie. MyBookie is a website where you can do all of your sports gaming. They've got basketball. They've got football. They've got Premier League. They've got a host of other things. Just check out their website, which is MyBookie.ag. M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E dot A-G. You can bet on this website. You can make a lot of money betting on sports. 
and you can bet on all sorts of different things. So check out mybookie.ag. Use promo code BOXSCORE, B-O-X-S-C-O-R-E. Once again, use promo code BOXSCORE, B-O-X-S-C-O-R-E. And when you use that promo code, you will get a 50% bonus on any and all deposits all the way up to $1,000. So if you put in $2,000, you enter box score, you're going to get an extra $1,000 for your bankroll. So we'd like to welcome our newest sponsor, MyBookie. We'd like to encourage the 91% of uh, fantasy basketball players that use sports gaming websites and sports gaming in general to give them a try. And we'd like to know what kind of uh, predictions you guys make, what kind of bets you guys make. And uh, anyone who's got any feedback, you can hit us up on Twitter. Let us know what you're thinking and what kind of uh, action you put, what kind of action you play, and and how those things turn out. So, David, welcome. Tonight is the final box score breakdown of the, of uh, 2019, of the entire decade. And we got games starting early tonight. So, how's everything going, David? Hey, I can't complain, man. Glad to uh, be closing out the year on a high note. Yep. All right, let's get started. Early game today in Charlotte. We had the Celtics visiting the Celtics. And uh, Celtics um, obviously still without uh, one of their centers. So Tice and Cantor continue to split minutes in a two-way timeshare rather than a three-way. But Tice, not so productive tonight. Five points, six rebounds, two steals and a block, two of nine shooting. Tatum, 10 of 18 from the field, 4 threes, 24 points, 7 rebounds, 1 assist, 3 steals, 1 block with 3 turnovers. Gordon Hayward finding his groove, 9 of 14 from the field, 3 threes, 10 rebounds, 6 assists, no steals, no blocks, 2 turnovers, 21 points for him. Kemba Walker helping that revenge game narrative, 9 of 19 from the field, 3 threes, 1 of 1 from the free throw line, 4 rebounds, 7 assists, 3 steals, one block, one turnover, 22 points for him. And Marcus Smart, uh, 3 of 12 from the field, 1 three-pointer, 0 of 1 from the free throw line, 5 rebounds, 7 assists, 1 steal, 7 points total. Off the bench, we had Ennis Canner, 13 points, 14 rebounds, and 6 blocks. So, uncharacteristically high defensive statistic from him. But if you have it, enjoy it. And as long as they're giving him... 20 minutes plus, you might as well keep rolling them out in 12-team leagues. Not a bad not a bad play for rebounds, for field goal percentage, but not going to be a consistent source of blocks. Other than him, uh, Wanamaker had 22, 21 minutes, 7 points, 2 of 7 from the field, 1 3-pointer, three 3 rebounds, 1 assist. Not much going on. Uh, you see anything else going on with the Celts? No, not too much. I agree with your point on Cantor as well. All right. Take us through the Hornets. All right. On the Charlotte side, Miles Bridges got 32 minutes, 14 points on 5 and 9 from the field, had a 3-pointer, three 3-3 three, three from the free throw line, 10 rebounds, 4 assists, a steal block, and 2 turnovers. So a pretty productive line for Bridges tonight. P.J. Washington back in the lineup, and I'm glad about it as well. 15 points on 5 of 11 from the field, three 3-pointers. Three Five rebounds, three assists, three steals, a block, and five turnovers. So it looks like they're going to keep rolling him, and they're going to keep rolling with him hard. I'm very, very excited about P.J. Bismack Biombo got the start of center. 16 minutes, eight points on four or five from the field. 
only three rebounds, a steal, no blocks, and a turnover. Devontae Graham, 37 minutes tonight, 3 of 12 from the field, really struggled, but did have three three-pointers. Four rebounds, seven assists, a steal block, and three turnovers. And then Terry Rozier, 34 minutes, 10 points on four of 13 from the field. So he also really struggled per usual. Two rebounds, five assists, two turnovers, and no defensive stats. Outside of the core five there of um, the starting group, uh, Marvin Williams had 12 minutes and didn't do a whole lot with him. No points, only three rebounds. Cody Zeller, Cody Zeller got 17 minutes for 10 points and four of eight from the field with four rebounds and an assist. And then Dwayne Bacon got 18 minutes with 11 points on four of eight from the field, two three-pointers, three rebounds, and assists, <clears throat> a steal, and two turnovers. So really all the value there is going to lie in the starting lineup for the Charlotte Hornets, in my opinion. Uh, all the guys that you want to own are the guys who already owned. I don't really see a whole lot of value in Biombo. Um, Monk was pretty unproductive tonight, but you really never know with the Russian roulette between Monk and Bacon who's going to have the hot hand who they're going to ride off that bench. But like I said, pretty much a starting five for Charlotte. Anything you really see on your end, Hank? I'm with you, uh, and I think uh, Washington someone that might have been dropped with his injury, so you could pick him up. And if he would start hitting his free throws, it could really boost his value. Bridges also, he, he guess, has some quiet games, may get, may get dropped in 12-team leagues. Uh, worth a look if he does. Otherwise, I think you covered it all. All right, let's get over to Philadelphia at Indiana. Another blowout. Uh, also for tonight, the uh, for the 76ers, Joel Embiid was out. So uh, theoretically, a little bit more usage to go around, but we didn't really see that reflected in the numbers. Tobias Harris, again, due to the blowout nature of the game, the minutes are lower for the starters, but Tobias Harris, 24 minutes, 4 of 9 from the field, 1 three-pointer, 9 points, 2 rebounds, 2 assists. Uh, we know he was being uh, bothered by some hip soreness, so we'll see if that's something that continues and if it affects his game or just a kind of a two-game blip. His last game was also kind of poor, so we'll see if it's a two-game blip and he gets back on gets back on track, maybe he needs to miss a game or two, but he's... Uh, one of the most durable players in the game, and that's one of the best parts of his fantasy value is that he plays usually 80-plus. So uh, it'd be surprising to see him miss a game, but uh, if he needs to take one or two games off to get right, I don't think anyone's going to complain. Al Horford also, not much tonight. 2 of 12 from the field, hit a 3, 3 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 steal, no blocks, no turnovers, 5 points for him. KLQ, 26 minutes getting the start in place of Joel Embiid. Uh, 10 rebounds for him, 5 assists, 2 blocks, 4 points. Uh, Kyle O'Quinn is a old, old Brewski 150 favorite uh, from many years ago. He never really put it together on a consistent basis, but you kind of see with the stats tonight, he's got the ability to get rebounds, assists, blocks. He shot a couple of threes. He didn't hit any of them. But you see where there's a potentially tantalizing stat set if for whatever reason Embiid is out for an extended period of time O'Quinn gets in the starting lineup gets 25 to 30 minutes a game uh, there's a lot of potential with the stat set he has yet to put it together in his career but somebody worth monitoring just in case the issue with Embiid is more serious than it seems at the moment Ben Simmons 6 of 11 from the field, 6 of 8 from the three point, uh, free throw line, 10 rebounds, 3 rebounds, 10 rebounds, 3 assists, no steals, 1 block, 6 turnovers, 18 points for him. Josh Richardson, 
the most efficient on the night. 7 of 14 from the field, 5 of 5 from the free throw line, hit a 3, 2 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals, 1 block, 1 turnover for 20 points. So uh, we know what's going on with the Sixers. If for whatever reason Embiid is out, then you've got a situation where Kyle Quinn may, may stumble into late round value. Uh, we have Thibel is injured right now, so he's not going to be able to help you. But if Embiid is out for an extended period of time, he may come back. Thibel, that that is, Thibel may come back and be a factor, so keep your eyes on him. But if Embiid is healthy, you don't really get much from any, any of the players on the Sixers bench. Uh, anything else with these guys? Nope, they got it. All right, how about the Pacers? <clears throat> All right, on the Indiana side, TJ Warren had the hot hand tonight. 21 points on 9 of 11 from the field. So he was just scorching. Two three-pointers, four rebounds, two assists, no defensive stats, but also no turnovers. Uh, we know TJ Warren can fill it up in a hurry. And when he's healthy and in the lineup, given the opportunity that he has in Indiana, I mean, this is what's going to happen. So a big night from him tonight. Also a big night from Sabonis. Uh, 30 minutes, 23 points on 10 of 16 from the field. Had a three-pointer, 10 rebounds, five assists, a steal and a block, three turnovers. Uh, so Bonus has been absolutely killing it. I mean, night in and night out, he has been just an absolute monster with Miles Turner in the lineup or out of the lineup. I mean, so really, really strong play from Sabonis. And then, as I mentioned, Miles Turner, 24 minutes, 14 points on five and 10 from the field. Had three three-pointers tonight, so you love to see that. Five rebounds, only one block, um, and no turnovers. Jeremy Lamb back in the lineup, 23 minutes, 13 points on three of eight from the field. So not the strongest shooting night from Lamb, but did have two three-pointers. It was five of six in the free throw line, three rebounds, six assists, a steal, and no turnovers. Um, big fan of Lamb personally. Not really going to jump off the stats, off the uh, off the box score at you any single night, but contributes across the board and generally has pretty healthy percentages with limited turnovers. So I'm a big fan of Lamb. And then Brogdon got the start at point guard tonight, but only played seven minutes. I believe he left the game due to what I'm reading was back spasms. Um, but, I mean, before he left the game, didn't score 0-5 from the field, had two assists and a turnover. So not really sure what's going to be the situation with Brogdon. I guess we'll kind of wait and see what the what the new reports are that come out. But with him being out of the lineup, Aaron Holiday has continued to really thrive. Uh, 30 minutes, only five points, uh, two of eight from the field, but five rebounds and seven assists is really strong. Two blocks, you'll love to see that, and then no turnovers. And then the other TJ, TJ McConnell, had 27 minutes tonight, 11 points on 3-7 from the field, had four rebounds and 10 assists. Uh, no defensive stats, but two turnovers. So outside of the main guys there, not really a whole lot to talk about on Indiana. As I said, you know, we're going to wait and see with what's going on with Brogdon. I know Oladipo has an impending comeback. So a lot of things kind of in the works right now in Indiana. So I guess we'll just kind of wait and see what happens Uh you have anything you want to say, Hank? I do. I just want to f- agree with you on Lamb. Uh, I put in a waiver for him in my most competitive league. I don't know why he got dropped. Uh, but I'm happy that tonight was a blowout. He only played 23 minutes because if he had a little bit bigger line, it would probably stand out a little bit more and may may, may risk him getting picked up uh, with somebody else who's in front of me on the waiver wire. But I'm pretty high up there. So unless the one or two teams in front of me want him, I'm going to get him, and I'm with you. I think he's a solid guy. He's a top 80 guy. He contributes across the board. He doesn't hurt you anywhere. Um, and 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 because, like you said, his numbers don't jump out, if he has a few bad games in a row uh, and his owner doesn't appreciate the stats that he will get dropped in leagues. So 
Uh, he is somebody that can get scooped up from time to time. Uh, and then, you know, if he has a few bad games in a row, don't get worried. Okay, next game, we got the the Clippers visiting the Kings. Another blowout. Um, Clippers, Kawhi Leonard, 8 of 21 from the field, 7 of 7 from the free throw line, 24 points, 3 rebounds, 7 assists, 2 steals, no blocks, 2 turnovers. Mo Harkless getting a start tonight, 5 of 6 from the field, 1 three-pointer, 1 of 1 from the free throw line, 7 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 steal, no blocks, no turnover, 12 points. Paul George, 6 of 25 from the field, 3 threes, 6 of 6 from the free throw line, 11 rebounds, 9 assists, 3 steals, no blocks, no turnovers though, so that wasn't bad. Ivica Zubats, 4 of 8 from the field, 8 points, 13 rebounds, no assists, no steals, 1 block, 2 turnovers. And then Landry Shamit, 3 of 5 from the field, 3 three-pointers. Two rebounds, one assist, no steals, no blocks, one turnover, nine points. So Lou Williams is out tonight, giving a little bit more opportunity to sham it. Uh, but, uh, you know, hitting threes, but not, not doing much else. Off the bench, you had Jermichael Green, 25 minutes, six six points on two of five from the field. Both of those were threes. Three rebounds, no steals, one block, two turnovers. Montrez Harrell. Seven points, two of nine from the field, three of four from the free throw line, five, six rebounds, one assist, one steal. Um, you know, not much going on with the Clippers, but we know that they've got a solid team. They've got a solid core. As far as the periphery players, Mo Harkless uh, typically is not the most durable, but if he's healthy and he's starting, certainly worth streaming if you need someone. He contributes in basically all categories except for assists. Um, and if he's healthy and playing, and you could start him any given night, Shamit not a not a terrible option for three pointers and scoring in the short term with Lou Williams out. So with Lou Williams out, a little more usage to go around. Um, Rodney Magruder got 17 minutes tonight, but I'd I'd prefer Shamit over him, and I'd prefer Harkless over him as well. So anything else with the Clips? No, I, I agree. I agree with everything you said. Okay, let's get it to the Kings. All right, for Sacramento, uh, we'll start at the top. Harrison Barnes, 31 minutes, 8 points of 3 and 9 from the field, had a 3-pointer, three 3 rebounds, 3 assists, a steal, and only one turnover. Um, in my personal opinion, this guy's cooked. I really don't know why they continue to roll with him the way that they do, given the other players that they have in the lineup. Um, one specifically Bogdanovich will touch on in a minute. Um, but in my opinion, Barnes is definitely a guy who is definitely over-rostered. Um, Bialinka, 27 minutes tonight, eight points on three of eight from the field, two three-pointers, seven rebounds, two turnovers, and a steal. Um, not a whole lot from him tonight because the man in the middle was really, really tearing it up. Rashawn Holmes, absolute monster tonight. 31 minutes, 22 points. Points on eight of thirteen from the field, perfect from the free throw line on six attempts, ten rebounds, a steal, three blocks, and two turnovers. I mean, like we've all said ad nauseum, this guy is a permanent monster. When he's given the opportunity, he's going to absolutely shine and thrive. And he has found himself in an ideal situation here in Sacramento. And the stat lines just continue to be eye popping. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I can't talk about him enough. Buddy Heald uh, continues to kind of. Round back into form. 36 
six minutes, 20 points on seven to 17 from the field. Six rebounds, five assists, no stats and three turnovers. Um, hopefully the three-point volume is going to be on an uptick. And with that, it's going to come, obviously, the point. But I'm really strong and I hope that continues. And then De'Aaron Fox, 31 minutes, nine points on three of 10 from the field. <clears throat> Two of four from the free throw line. Four rebounds, six assists, two steal, turnover. <clears throat> and then Bogdanovich, 24 minutes, six points on three or seven from the field. No three-pointers tonight. Three rebounds, three assists, two turnovers, and two blocks. Like I said, I really think Bogdanovich is a guy who you want to own here instead of Barnes. Hopefully at some point in time they will give him the minutes that he deserves and then his value is really going to start to spike. Um, so maybe at this point in time it's kind of a buy-low opportunity because, I, I, like I said, I really don't see what the – what the emphasis is on pushing Harrison Barnes, especially as the Kings fall out of playoff contention. Um, and then De'Aaron Fox, we're just hoping that he'll be able to stay healthy and in the lineup because when he is both healthy and in the lineup, I mean, he's a really, really strong fantasy producer. Um, Hank, what do you think? Do you do you see any value in Corey Joseph maybe as a handcuff with De'Aaron Fox kind of being in and out? What are your thoughts on the Bogdanovich-Barnes split? I'm I'm with you as far as Bogdanovich over Barnes. I think um, in general Bogdanovich has been more productive on a permanent basis. Um, I think he's even more productive uh, playing fewer minutes than Barnes. But uh, Barnes does get time over him, which does allow him to have a little bit more value. But uh, it would be nice if if Sacramento gave Bogdanovich more time. I think with the potential of Fox being out that. I see Bogdanovich as the bigger winner there rather than Corey Joseph. Uh, if if um, if he's out, of course, and you're in a pinch, you want a point guard, and you know Joseph can give you some assists, some steals, some threes. So he's not going to be a high end guy. But if Fox is out, you know there's no no problem with streaming Joseph as a end of roster point guard. I don't, I don't have an issue with that either. So. Um, Harry Giles, another guy, not very productive tonight, but you could keep your eye on him. But really, with, with these guys, Holmes has been a beast. Healed, uh, we talked about Healed as a bylo f- several weeks back, and I mean, he's he's stepping it up, and, and he's showing you he's a good player. He's a great offensive player, so it's not a surprise that he's getting it back together. And uh, I'd still be happy to buy low on Healed if he has a couple bad games. And Halizia is pretty good as long as... Um, Bagley's out. Yeah, uh, the Marvin Bagley situation has really been just unfortunate to say the least. And I hope that he can find himself back in the lineup and stay there for for a while because, I mean, when the guy plays, he's a monster. So yeah, he's really good, and it's I I I would be concerned if I owned him, and I'd be concerned about floating. If you could get him on the real cheap, it's okay. But, you know, off of his first injury, I would have tried to get him. Now that he's injured again, and it kind of seems indefinite, I, I'm I'm kind of concerned. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Unfortunately, I bought in during the first injury, and it's, now I'm wondering how long this second injury is going to happen. Or yeah, it's going to last. It's so. like Mike we'll Conley. See. I thought Mike Conley, when he got injured the first time, I'm like, all right, all right, time to buy low. And then he got injured the second time. I'm like, all right, wait a minute. <laughs> now I'm scared. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, yeah. Let's go over to Cleveland and Toronto. Continuing our streak of 
you know, 20 point blowouts. Um, yeah. Uh, we got Kevin Love, who's been playing a little bit better recently. 30 minutes, 10 points, 11 rebounds, two assists, two blocks, three turnovers, and a three. Four of 11 from the field. Chaddy Osman, 25 minutes, 5 of 12 from the field. Four three-pointers for him. Four rebounds, four assists, a block, 14 points. Tristan Thompson doing his Tristan Thompson kind of a thing. 14 and 11, 14 points, 11 rebounds, 5 of 6 from the field, 4 or 5 from the free throw line. No steals, no blocks, no assists. Colin Sexton, pretty getting getting efficient the last couple weeks. 8 of 15 from the field, hit a 3, 5 of 5 from the free throw line. One rebound, one assist, one steal, no blocks, 22 points. Darius Garland, 5'11 from the field, 2 of 7 from the three-point line, four assists, one rebound, one steal, no blocks, one turnover. Larry Nance, 2 of 5 from the field, seven rebounds, two assists, one steal, no blocks, two turnovers, four points for him. Um, Kevin Porter Jr., 6 of 17, 13 points for him, one three, four rebounds, four assists, no steals, no blocks. Two turnovers. So, with the Cavs, Osman is typically not on the standard league radar for 12-team leagues. But, you know, he provides some counting stats sometimes. He may be tempting to stream in in certain scenarios if you need points or rebounds. Uh, Thompson is a pretty solid low-end big for his, his contributions and points, rebounds, and then field goal percentage. But not much else. Colin Sexton is a point specialist. Uh, he's scoring a bunch, and he's been way more productive, uh, way more efficient, I, I should say, the last couple of weeks. However, on the season, he's still well out of the top 150, even averaging 18 points a game. So it kind of shows you how poor his contributions are everywhere else on the stat set other than points. So uh, Larry Nance... Not a bad guy to pick up. Not very productive tonight. But if you're looking at Kevin Love as someone that can either get injured, shut down, or traded, it makes Nance's rest of season outlook a little bit more bright. So if you want a big, low-end big, someone floating on your waiver wire, Nance may do the trick. Porter getting more minutes, showing some scoring ability, but very inefficient. Uh, I don't think he's going to be a 12-team guy this season. Anything else with the Cavs? Oh no! Like you said, I think Porter maybe just got to kind of keep your eye on, but not rush into the wire to pick him up. Yeah. All right. What about the Raptors? Well, on that same token, a guy I'm not rushing the wire to pick up is Patrick McCall. There was a lot of chatter about him after having a pretty strong line, um, looking pretty well. Uh, but tonight, I mean, kind of came back to reality. 22 minutes, six points on two of five from the field, had a three pointer. Four rebounds, four assists, a steal, and no turnovers. Um, obviously, we know he's kind of in a spot start position with Norman Powell being out of the lineup, so it remains to be seen how long he's going to be out. So take the value for what you will with McCall. Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, 27 minutes, 14 points, on five and nine from the field, four or five from the, free, uh, from the free throw line, five rebounds, two assists, no defensive stats, and one turnover. He looks like he's kind of winning the minute share between him and uh, the water boy, Bobby Boucher, Chris Boucher. So the value is sitting on RHJ's side at this point. Serge Ibaka starting at center, 33 minutes, 20 points on 8 of 11 from the field, had two three-pointers, perfect 2-2 two two from the free throw line, 10 rebounds, two assists, a steal, a block, and three turnovers. So Ibaka definitely the man down low that you want to have on your roster right now. 
the guy who's getting all the minutes and who's really chugging out a lot of value. Kyle Lowry, 35 minutes, 24 points on 7-16 from the field, four three-pointers, perfect 6-6 six six from the free throw line, one rebound, eight assists, a, a block, no steals, and only one turnover. So a really strong line from Lowry at night, starting at shooting guard, and then starting at point guard, Fred Van Vliet, who's continued to just, I mean, really, really kill the season. 29 minutes, 12 points on 4-14 from the field, had three three-pointers, four rebounds, seven assists, four blocks, which, I mean, you'll take it any day, uh, and no steals. And then outside of those guys, OG Ananobi got 30 minutes tonight, 12 points on five of eight from the field, seven, seven rebounds, four assists, a steal, no blocks, and a turnover. Definitely a guy you want to have on your roster, um, a guy who I think, I, I honestly think merits some ownership in some smaller um, smaller settings. I would say, I honestly, in a 10-team league, I would love to have my, my hands on OG Ananobi from a steals and blocks perspective because he contributes on a pretty consistent basis. And then, as I said, Boucher, who was really riding high after a couple big games. We thought maybe he was going to have an opportunity to kind of go crazy with the Raptors falling apart with the loss of Gasol and Siakam and everybody else. Um, but it's looking like the nurse is really going to roll with Ibaka and RHJ down low. Boucher only got 15 minutes tonight, two points and one of five from the field, and <clears throat> six rebounds and had one block with two steals. But again, as I said, a pretty quiet line. What, uh, what are your thoughts on the Raptors? Yep, I think that's interesting that he, uh, we thought Boucher would get more time, but really it's been Ibaka and Hollis Jefferson picking up the slack. So I think Ibaka owner is really happy about that. But like you said, McCaw not, not, not really bringing it so far. Ananobi, good player. I would, I would take him. And then Terrence Davis, um, you know, I, I, I picked him up in the hoop ball 2014 dynasty league. He's making me look good. <laughs> <You know? laughs> he's making me look good, this guy. So I like him. I don't think he's he's there for a 12-team redraft this season. But, I mean, these kind of numbers are not bad. And, and if he keeps it up, uh, you might be able to use him down the stretch depending on whether the Raptors stay unhealthy. Okay. Yeah, and it remains to be seen when they're yeah. going to have a full lineup if yeah, they will. It hasn't, at all. it hasn't happened yet, but they're they're competing and they're winning. Doesn't look like they're going to tank. People thought they might tank. Uh Nuggets at yeah. the Rockets. Another another blowout tonight. I guess nobody was nobody was bringing it on New Year's Eve. Um the last couple of games were closer, but <laughs> up up until these, I mean these have all been blowouts. People are just looking to party tonight. Paul Millsap uh Banged up recently, but got 27 minutes tonight. 13 points, 9 rebounds, 3 assists, 1 steal, 2 blocks, 1 turnover. Torrey Craig, 21 minutes tonight. Gary Harris was out, so Torrey Craig getting the start. 21 minutes, 1 of 4 from the line, 1 of 4, one of four from the field, 1 of 4 from the 3-point line, 3 points, 3 rebounds, 1 turnover, no steals, no blocks, no assists. Jokic, 10 of 17 from the field, missed his only 3-point attempt, 1 of 1 from the free line, 8 rebounds, 4 assists, 6 turnovers, 21 points for him. Jamal Murray, 5-14 from the field, two three-pointers, six assists, one steal, no blocks, two turnovers, 12 points. And then Thrill, Barton, 5-16 from the field, 0-3 from the three-point line, seven rebounds, nine rebounds, seven assists, one steal, two blocks, one turnover, 10 points. So Barton kind of showing you that even when he has a poor shooting night, the other stats are there. He's been really a great find. I think 
people who got him probably got the end of their drafts. He's providing solid mid-round value and doesn't look like it's going to go down. Michael Porter Jr. had a big game, but tonight only 11 minutes, 7 points, 3 rebounds. So it doesn't look like he's going to be a consistent 12-team guy this season or even a 14-team guy. Then Jeremy Grant, 18 points, 18 minutes, 2 of 4 from the field, 1 rebound, 2 rebounds, 1 block, 1 turnover, 4 points for him. So with Millsap back in tow, Grant's minutes are going to be below what you need to be productive in 12-team leagues or probably in 14-team leagues. Uh, but if Millsap goes down, you know, Grant becomes an immediate pickup. Monty Morris also had a pretty good game tonight. 23 minutes off the bench, 8 of 12 from the field, 1 of 3 from the three-point line, 1 of 1 from the free throw line. 3 rebounds, 4 assists, 3 steals, no blocks, no turnover, 18 points for him. Malik Beasley, 3 of 5 from the field, 2 threes, 2 of 2 from the free throw line, 2 rebounds, 1 steal, no blocks, 1 turnover, 10 points. So we say it almost every week with the Nuggets. There's a, obviously Millsap, Jokic, Murray, Barton. These guys are everyday fantasy starters. The rest of the team, you've got a number of guys, Grant, Morris, Beasley. Everyone could be, anyone could become fantasy relevant, even Porter Jr. Any of these guys could become fantasy relevant if they got a consistent um, minute roll on this team with enough minutes. However, due to the depth, it's unlikely any of these guys will be valuable 12-team assets uh, this year. Gary Harris... Um, who was out tonight, kind of on the fringe of fantasy 12-team value. Not not a bad pickup. I've recommended picking him up a few weeks ago. He was doing very poorly. I thought he might be able to turn around. He has. Uh, but you see his downside with these injuries. These nagging things keep coming up with him too. So um, not a, not a must-hold must by any means, but uh, I like Harris to provide at least 12-team value when he's healthy. What else you got? Anything on the Nuggets? Yeah, I agree with your point on Harris. He was definitely a guy that I've kind of been circling, and then he kind of fell back into the injury bug, which is what the hesitation was in the first place um, with having having him on my roster because, as you said, it just always seems to be these little nagging things, and the nagging things turn from days to weeks to months. And so I guess I, I'm, I'm truthfully pretty pessimistic when it comes to Gary Harris, but, I mean, I've been wrong before. Yeah, it's it's very annoying because, especially when it's like, well, day-to-day, okay, great, and then – He's on your roster 12 days later, and he hasn't played a game. So uh, you can move on from him. Yeah. Or you, or you can hold on to him. Either way, if if you're if you're in a pinch, drop him. If you if you've got the luxury, well, like I'm I'm playing someone in a league this week. I'm up eight one. I've got Harris on my team. I don't care. I'll hold him for a couple of days. But if I was in a more competitive matchup, I'd drop him. All right. What do you got on the Rockets? All right, on the Houston side, James Harden had 33 minutes tonight, 35 points on 10 of 17 from the field, six threes, nine of 13 from the free throw line, three rebounds, six assists, four turnovers, but two blocks and a steal. Strong line from Harden tonight. Glad he's back in the lineup. Russell Westbrook, 33 minutes as well, 28 points on 11 of 22 from the field, so not completely horrible, 50%. Six of six from the free throw line, which will take any day, three rebounds, seven assists, a steal, a block, and only three turnovers. So pretty strong line from Westbrook tonight, given the muted turnovers and the pretty strong percentages there. <clears throat> Clint Capella starting at the center, 29 minutes, 16 points on 7-12 from the field, had 10 rebounds, three steals, no blocks on characteristically, but also no turnovers. So you'll take that line from Capella. And then the two concerning ones. Daniel House, 30 minutes on 
eight points of three of ten from the field, two three-pointers, two rebounds, two assists, a block, no steals, and a turnover. Um, at this point, I think House is definitely droppable if you haven't already. He was a guy that I've been kind of holding on to, and the Lions just haven't been there. After that injury, I don't know if it was the injury. I don't know if he's concerned about the Macklemore eating into his time, but whatever it is, I mean, he just has not looked the same, and he's a guy who I think you can comfortably drop for a hot guy off the wire. And then P.J. Tucker, 33 minutes tonight and absolutely no points. A complete goose egg on one attempt. No threes, didn't attempt a single free throw, eight rebounds, two assists, a block, no steals, and no turnovers. I know in some settings, it's showing Tucker as a top 50 guy. I don't think that that's the actual case. I think if you have somebody in your league who is willing to buy in on that, you absolutely sell because of reasons just like tonight. It's probably going to be pretty hard for you to sell after a night like tonight, but wait until he has another big line. And then definitely I would part ways because, I mean, P.J. Tucker, we know what he contributes and He contributes defensively. He's going to pitch in a handful of three-pointers occasionally. He's going to get you a pretty healthy amount of rebounds, but he's not going to be anywhere near a consistent offensive threat for the Rockets, so you really can't depend on him having these big popcorn lines every night. Um, and then the other guys really worth discussing will be Eric Gordon back in the lineup, 26 minutes, 12 points, 4-7 from the field, three three-pointers, one rebound, one assist, two turnovers, and a block. Um, more of a three-point specialist, but on the Rockets, I mean, that's a pretty valuable asset because you know they're going to get up a lot of shots. And then Ben McElmore, 17 minutes, nine points on three or seven from the field, had three three-pointers, <clears throat> had three rebounds, had one turnover, no defensive stats, no assists. The only other guy I think maybe worth mentioning would be Isaiah Hartenstein. Um, he looks like he is pretty much locked up the backup center position for the Rockets, which, granted, doesn't win to a whole lot of value, but he's doing a lot of damage in the minutes that he's given. 18 minutes, 16 points on 6 of 8 from the field, 4 of 6 from the free throw line, 12 rebounds, 1 steal, 1 block, and 2 turnovers. So if there was ever a circumstance where Capella is going to be out of the lineup for an extended period of time, this is a guy who you absolutely must go to the wire and grab. I mean, I definitely think he may even have some dynasty appeal. He's looking like a pretty, pretty strong asset. Um, what are your thoughts on Hartenstein or the dilemma with house and tucker uh, or just the rockets in general well let me let me first of all throw some love for tucker because i've got him and uh obviously he didn't score tonight uh and and he does do this sometimes where he doesn't score and doesn't contribute much but uh and and what you said was was totally fine you know you said if you could get a top 50 guy for him do it the reality is you're never going to get a top 50 guy for pj tucker you're not going to get a top 50 guy for P.J. Tucker even when he has a 20-point game. Uh, his stat set is just never going to be appreciated. And it's it's you're never going to be able to flip him for anything of value. So if you have him, you got to hold him. If you've got an owner in the league that for whatever reason really wants him, yeah. If you could get a top 50, top 60, even a top 75 guy, um, it might be worth it because his stats aren't necessarily the... You know, he contributes in the stats that are kind of the easiest to get, right? He's a low turnover, steals, threes. You could find this kind of stuff on the wire. He doesn't produce much in, in the assist category. He does give you some blocks for a little bit harder to find. But uh, he is a pretty consistent producer. And if for whatever reason he gets dropped or if you can float a buy low offer. So if you're, if you're floating an end of roster guy for Tucker, I would do that. But if you own Tucker, you're probably not going to be able to get much for him because people are going to look at his stats and the first thing they're going to see 
uh, is that he averages 9.1 points a game. And then they're not going to want him. And that's going to be the end of it. The other two things they're going to see is 7 rebounds and 1.4 assists. They're going to have no interest. That's always... I mean, if you're playing in Yahoo, at least, when you click on someone's box, those are the three stats you get. Points, rebounds, and assists. And when you're not impressive in any of those categories, seven rebounds isn't bad, obviously, but it doesn't jump out. Uh, no one's going to offer you anything. So if you've got Tucker, you're stuck with him, I would hold him, and I would I would appreciate the production that he does provide. Uh, House is more interesting. I think, like you said, his production has been trending down. Gordon is back healthy. Um, if you've got a hot guy out there, I wouldn't mind dropping him and going for that. And I totally agree with you on Hartenstein as well. Um, if Capella's out, he's a must-add. And if you're in a dynasty league, he's also fairly attractive as a long-term guy. So uh, Tucker, uh, I like House. I probably you know would drop if, if there was a hot guy. And then Hartenstein, uh, can't pick him up now with a healthy Capella. But if Capella goes out, I think he's worth an add. Yeah, and I'm willing, I'm willing to agree with your point on PJ Tucker. I just, I mean, the guy just he's he's gonna be very very frustrating to own, as you said. And I should be more appreciative of of what he does contribute. And it's just like you said. I mean, for for most of us who are working with the Yahoo setting, when we do look at those stats, the ones that jump out, as you said, and he's a guy who will quietly carry and contribute to your fantasy team. So definitely some appreciation to be had. And I mean, yeah, personally, I'm a I big mean, fan of his shoe collection. So you look I'll at, say that. I mean, you look at the <laughs> last few games, right? If you open up again, we're, we're just going based on, I wrote a nice article on hoop ball, but it's like two years old at this point. You got to dig through the archives to find it. If you look, <laughs> if you look at his, if you just click and open up his box, you're looking at, this is the last six games or so. 8 points, 4 points, 7 points, 5 points, 8 points, 10, 9, 3, 12, 8, 10, right? Nobody wants that. You're not going to you're not going to get any value for him. But if you can get him on the low, uh he's not bad. He's he's been he's hasn't he hasn't put a steal in the last 4 games. He's got one block in the last 4 games. He's going through a rough stretch, but he's been very productive this year in the non all the categories other than scoring and assists. So um, if you can, you know, scoop him up, he might get dropped. Um, and it would take really at least two or three weeks of production, like the last week in order for me to consider dropping him. But I think his, his production warrants ownership in general. All right, let's get, uh, to the competitive games for this evening. But before we do, we'd like to remind you that this podcast, like all of the other shows on Hoopball, is brought to you by Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company. Check out their website at hawaiianisles.com. H-A-W-A-I-I-A-N-I-S-L-E-S.com. Or on Amazon by searching for Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee. Or on Twitter at High Kona Coffee, H-I-K-O-N-A-C-O-F-F-E-E. Uh, before you go out tonight for New Year's, drink some coffee, get some energy, make sure you're ready to go and party hard, and make sure your caffeine levels are up. So High Kona Coffee on Twitter. The website is hawaiianisles.com, and you can search for them on Amazon, Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee. All right, so... We did have a competitive game in San Antonio. It went to overtime. Golden State uh, playing tough, although it didn't get the win. 
Draymond Green has been playing a lot better the last couple weeks. Uh, 4 of 11 from the field, 2 three-pointers, 10 rebounds, 9 assists, 1 steal, 1 block, 2 turnovers, 10 points. Marquise Chris getting the start in place of Willie Cauley-Stein, who was ruled out due to an illness. Uh, unclear how much more time Willie Cauley-Stein may miss, but 34 minutes tonight for Marquise. 3 of 6 from the field, 1 of 2 from the free throw line, 11 rebounds, 5 assists, 1 steal, 1 block, 7 points. Glenn Robinson, the third, 10 of 17 from the field, three threes, two of two from the free throw line, three rebounds, three assists, one block, two turnovers, 25 points. Alec Burks continuing this, I guess what's the best season of his career, nine of 20 from the field, four of five from the three-point line, six of nine from the free throw line, four rebounds, four assists, one steal, one block, no turnovers, 28 points for him. And then Damon Lee. 8 of 13 from the field, excuse me, Damian Lee. 8 of 13 from the field, 2 of 3 from the three-point line, 2 of 2 from the free-throw line, 7 rebounds, 2 assists, no steals, no blocks, 20 points for him. Now, when it comes to the Kai Bowman off the bench, 21 minutes, 4 of 9 from the field, no three-pointers, 1 of 1 from the free-throw line, 3 rebounds, 3 assists, 1 steal, no blocks, no turnovers, 9 points. D'Angelo Russell was also injured tonight. Uh, when it comes to the Warriors, they're one of the most interesting teams for fantasy, uh, from a fantasy perspective because all their main guys are out or going out or in and out, and it's just providing a lot of opportunity for players that would otherwise be on the waiver wire. Alec Burks is one. He's probably already picked up in your league. Damian Lee probably picked up at this point. Glenn Robinson III might be available. Uh, Eric Pascal, who was hot earlier, is now cold. 18 minutes tonight, 1 of 4 from the field. 3 assists, 3 three uh, points. So, when it comes to the Warriors, these are this is probably the most important team to keep an eye on because it's unclear what anyone's going to do. It's unclear who's going to play. It's unclear when anyone's going to be shut down. Steph Curry may come back later this year. He may not. Um... Russell has been in and out. Draymond Green was out a little bit. Now he's been playing more consistently recently. Uh, This is definitely the team to watch for fantasy. It's hard to know who's going to do well. But uh, the simplest approach is just to see if anyone has two or three good games in a row, add them. If you're in a very competitive league, if they have one good game, you may want to add them. So uh, this is just a team where the fantasy value is all over the place. Obviously for right now, Damian Lee, Alec Burks, these guys should be added. Glenn Robinson the third. I mean, I'd add him. See what happens. Marquise Chris. Uh, he's worth an add too. Although Collie Stein will probably be back. So uh, Chris is really would be only for a game or two until Collie Stein is returns, and then they they're in a timeshare, which will kind of sap the value. Um, Kai Bowman also still someone you could probably add, but uh, if you consider that Draymond Green may likely get shut down. Uh, this is a team that could could end up providing some very interesting fantasy difference makers down the stretch. Any specific thoughts on the Warriors? Uh, my only question would be, what's your what's your take on D'Angelo Russell rest of season? Uh, I try to sell him if I could. I I yeah, and, I agree. And 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 just because of the shutdown issue, I think that with the Warriors organizationally, they probably want to 
to get as high of a draft pick as they can. Um, they certainly don't want to rush Curry back. Although, broken wrist doesn't sound like the kind of injury that, you know, once it's healed, it's healed. It doesn't seem like, you know, like a muscle tear or a tendon issue or something like that where it could, could potentially be aggravated or have a unclear timeline on, 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 on recovery. So, you know, if it, if it's by the time Curry is ready to play, they're in like a nice 10 games out of the playoffs. Uh, I think they're going to be happy to tank and they'll be happy to not push their guys. So to me, the way Russell's been in and out, I wouldn't trust them at the end of the season. And so if you're in a playoff format, he's a hard sell guy for me. Uh, and not because of the production. I think the production will be good. It's really just the playing time for me. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. Okay, how about the Spurs? All right, on the San Antonio side, DeMar DeRozan got 37 minutes for 24 points on 11 of 18 from the field. Five rebounds, four assists, three steals, and a turnover. Pretty strong line from DeRozan tonight. LaMarcus Aldridge, 37 minutes as well, 17 points on 7 of 13 from the field. Had a three-pointer, perfect 2-2 from the free throw line, 12 rebounds, 4 assists, 3 blocks, no steals, and only 1 turnover. Again, another strong line from Aldridge. Been very, very consistent this season. Trey Lyle starting in the middle tonight. 15 minutes, 5 points on only 1 of 5 from the field. 3 of 3 from the free throw line, 3 rebounds and assists with no defensive stats and no turnovers. Not a lot to mention there. Brent Forbes starting tonight, shooting guard, 31 minutes, 14 points on 5 of 13 from the field. Had 4 three-pointers, so the shot was kind of falling for Forbes tonight. Three rebounds and assists, no defensive stats, and three turnovers. And then Jontae Murray winning the minute share tonight with Derek White by one minute exactly, but the more productive player. 15, min- 15 points, I should say, in 27 minutes on 6 of 12 from the field, six rebounds, five assists, two steals, no turnovers, and no blocks. And then, as I said, the counterpart, Derek White, 26 minutes, only seven points on two of seven from the field, so really struggled tonight. Two of two from the free throw line, six rebounds, four assists, a turnover and a block. Outside of that, Rudy Gay came back to reality. Nineteen points, or I'm sorry, nineteen minutes. I should say. I wish it had nineteen points. Only three points on one of three from the free from the field. No three pointers. One of two from the free throw line. Four rebounds, two assists, and two turnovers. Patty Mills got 32 minutes tonight. Eighteen points on six of 14 from the field. Five three pointers, which is pretty big from Patty. Four rebounds, four assists, one steal, no turnovers, and no blocks. Um, as I said, kind of the minute share with Murray and White. Murray was the more productive guy tonight, and I think it's probably going to be the more consistently productive guy going forward. Um, then Patty Mills coming off the bench is really just going to be more of a point-scoring boost off of the bench. Not a whole lot of value tonight, but definitely pitched in those threes. So he loved to see that. Um, any thoughts on the Spurs from you, Hank? Yeah, I mean, I'm just surprised that LaMarcus Aldridge is a top 15 guy this year. I mean, this is incredible. I know. I, I'm I, I just didn't realize it until tonight. And I was like, wait a minute. This guy's been wildly productive so far this year. So props to him. Because frankly, I, I, looking at the numbers, it doesn't doesn't nothing is really screaming regression to me. So I, I may not be, end up at top 15, but um, probably not going to dip below top 30. And, and he's been pretty durable too. So kudos to anyone who got him. They probably got him at a good value. Um, also, like you said, Rudy Gay dropped back to reality tonight. I actually dropped him in a league last week in the middle of the week. And then he promptly ripped off his two best games of the season. So 
I'm glad that 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 he, he did not have a good game tonight. Uh, and I'll say this for him: uh, anyone who's owning him or thinking about adding him on the, off the wire, he does he does that. He has a couple of good games. He has a couple of bad games. Overall, it's going to balance out to to around you know top 130 kind of value. So he is a fringe guy to own in a 12 team league. He's not not awful, uh, but he's going to be right around the cut line, right around the top one. 150 and um you know if if you just want some production for a game or two just get a live body in there you could use him uh frankly you could use him even a slightly longer term but if you've got a guy out there i dropped him for karis lavert so uh you know we got the updates he's he's coming back soon so i figured he had a little bit more upside so i i I went ahead and pulled the trigger and i think if if you've got gay he's he's okay he's top fifth top 150 kind of guy but um you know, if you want to pull the trigger on a higher upside guy, go for it. All right, before we get to the last game of the evening, we'd like to just remind everyone once again, our newest sponsor, who is an older sponsor, mybookie.ag, they're back. Uh, when you go on, if you sign up with the hoopball promo code BOXSCORE, like the name of the show, BOXSCORE is the promo code, you will get a 50% bonus up to $1,000. So, if you play up to $2,000 on your initial deposit, you will get a $1,000 bonus. Uh, so think about how much that helps your odds if you're making a big bet. For instance, if you want to bet on the Super Bowl, playoff run, something like that. Um, I'm a 49ers fan myself, so I'm looking forward to that uh, to that run. And I'll probably put, put a little bit of money down on the 49ers. So um, if you want to use mybookie.ag, they've got all the sports. Uh and they're a great website to use for online gaming, online sports gaming, whatever you want to bet on. MyBookie, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I dot A-G. Promo code, box score. Check it out. And let us know what bets you make. Let us know how they go. Hit us up on Twitter. We're happy to know what's going on. We're happy to pass along any good gambling advice that we get on this show. All right. Last game of the of the night, last game of the year, yeah, last game of the decade. Let's get to it. Dallas Mavericks at Oklahoma City was a close game. Um, over on the Mavericks side, Kristaps Porzingis was out with an injury, so you got Maxi Kleba getting the start. Thirty-five minutes for him, five of ten from the field, four three-pointers, fourteen rebounds, two assists, fourteen points, no steals and no blocks, one turnover. So. You see that the guy can give you some decent value if he's getting 35 minutes a game. It's where he's going to do that if they're healthy. And tonight there was no steals or blocks. He does give those defensive stats too. So he is somebody that could that could potentially get on the standard league radar if there's there's injury. If if and and by the way, Chris Epps, uh, Rick Carlisle said there's no timetable on his on his return. So it's not clear what his injury is. It wasn't listed on the injury report before the game, but something happened, I guess, during the pregame warm-ups, and, and he's out. So you can add Kleba. Another guy you can add, Dwight Powell. 29 minutes for him. 3 of 5 from the field. 5 of 6 from the free throw line. 4 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals, 1 blocks, no turnover, 11 points. Dorian Finney-Smith, 1 of 8 from the field. 1 of 3 from the 3-point line. 3 of 4 from the free throw line. 2 rebounds, 1 assist, no steals, 1 block, 2 turnovers, 6 points. Luka Doncic, 12 of 29 from the field, 3 of 16 from the three-point line, 8 of 12 from the free-throw line, 10 rebounds, 7 assists, 1 steal, no blocks, 2 turnovers, 35 points for him. 
And then Jalen Brunson getting a start with Tim Hardaway injured. 3 of 9 from the field, 1 three-pointer, 2 rebounds, 1 assist, no steals, no blocks, 1 turnover, 7 points. Off the bench, DeLon Wright, 26 minutes, 2 of 7 from the field, 1 three-pointer, 2 of 3 from the free throw line, 3 rebounds, 2 assists, no steals, 1 block, 3 turnover, 7 points. And Seth Curry, 26 minutes for him, 3 of 13 from the field, 3 of 10 from the free throw, three-point line, two, 4 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 steal, 1 block, no turnovers, 9 points. So... I will say uh, I've been patiently holding on to right, and I am very frustrated that no matter how many injuries the Mavericks have, no matter who's out, uh, it does not seem like he can get anywhere above 25 minutes. And if that's the case, it's it's tough to justify holding on to him if there's a hot guy or a high upside guy. He's still providing low-end value, but... My hopes of him getting 30-plus minutes just not happening. Even with guards going out, bigs going out, I don't know what it's going to take for him to get more than 25 minutes a game, but it hasn't happened tonight. We had Chris Stapps out and Tim Hardaway out. Still couldn't break that barrier. So let's see what happens. Um, Seth Curry and Jalen Brunson, both going to be interesting guys in the short term uh, with Hardaway out. So... Either one of those guys can be streamed in the in the short term. Um, Powell and Kleba, both. I mean, Powell and Kleba both. I mean, Powell is even a twelve-team guy. If Chris Apps is healthy, he might be on the on the fringe, even though he's been producing this year. Kleba, worth a look while while Chris Apps is out. Um, any other thoughts with the Mavs? No, I I guess we'll just wait and see what's going on with Chris Apps, but definitely kind of uh, a looming sense of. Of dread here with him leaving the game during warm-ups and then not really giving us a whole lot of info so hopefully everything's okay on that end and and we should say it's you know even if he does come back he continues to be an injury risk and a very um a guy that struggles with durability so if he does come back and he does string together some good games he's one of those guys that i always advise you know selling high when you have the opportunity because if they don't prove their health i don't think that they're they're good assets in playoff format leagues. All right. What do we got with the Thunder? All right. On the OKC side, Terrence Ferguson got started small forward. 17 minutes, no points, one rebound, nothing else to really talk about. Danilo Gallinari, 31 minutes, 20 points on 8 of 14 from the field. Three three-pointers, three rebounds, two assists, a steal, and two turnovers, and that one steal was a pretty big one late in the game that ended up winning them the game, a costly turnover by Luka Doncic, so strong line from Gallo tonight. Steven Adams started in the center, 25 minutes, 10 points on 4-7 from the field, 2-4 from the free throw line, 11 rebounds, 2 assists, steal, no blocks, and only one turnover. SGA, 35 minutes, 19 points on 6-15 of 15 from the field, 7-8 from the free throw line, 10 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 steals, and a block. Uh, continues to look really really strong offensively and obviously they're giving him the keys here in okc so it's his show um and then the other man up top chris paul really really iced in the game i believe 13 of his 17 points came in the fourth quarter i mean he was unconscious 35 minutes 17 points on 7 to 15 from the field had one three-pointer two two from the free throw line eight rebounds seven assists high four turnovers which is kind of uncharacteristic for paul one steal and no blocks. Uh, as I said, I mean he was really taking charge in the fourth quarter and helped OKC steal the deal or steal the deal, I should say, and 
get the win at home. Uh, and the guy really worth discussing down low is Nerlens Noel. Even though he came off the bench, 22, min- 22 points, 12 – but I can't even talk. 22 minutes, 12 points on 5 and 9 from the field, 2-4 from the free throw line, 12 rebounds, 2 blocks and a steal. Um, definitely the guy, in my personal opinion, that you'd rather have on your roster outside of Adams. Um, really, really strong defensively. You know that he can contribute when he's given the minutes. And if he's going to get 20 minutes, around 20 minutes, I mean, that's that's plenty of time for him to block a couple shots and grab more than a couple boards. So I really like Noel. And then Dennis Schroeder tonight, 31, min- 31 minutes, 20 points on 7 and 17 from the field. Had two three-pointers, perfect 4-4 from the free throw line, seven rebound, four assists, no defensive stats, and three turnovers. But I will say, I mean, he really played some outstanding defense on Luka Doncic tonight, and he's been really, really playing well this season. A lot of effort and a lot of hustle from Schroeder, even though he's coming off the bench. Looks like he's pretty secure in his role, and he knows what his value is to that team. So he's a guy that I kind of like him. Any other thoughts about the OKC Thunder? Um. I think you covered it. I think Noel is kind of the interesting guy here. Um, you know, with Adams and, and all that. So I think Noel's the one to keep your eye on, but I think you covered the rest. I mean, these guys are pretty solid in their fantasy value. We'll see if any trades shake things up. Okay, well, that wraps up this evening's games. Um what else you got coming up this week? Uh, catch me again on Thursday for another breakdown with what I'm assuming will be a mystery guest because I'm not sure who my co-host will be, but check us out. All right. Well, who's the regular co-host? Well, it was Alan, but Alan is on to bigger and better things for the Hootball universe, so I'm riding solo for the time being. All right. Let's see who comes in. All right. Uh, what's your Twitter handle? Uh, my Twitter handle is DFB underscore three. Hit me up with your fantasy questions and conundrums. You can hit me up, Hank Aaron 26, H-A-N-K-A-A-R-O-N 26. Hit me up on Twitter. All right. Any other parting thoughts? Happy New Year, happy 2020, and happy NBA. I'm with you. Enjoy the New Year's festivities. Have a great New Year's Day, and we will see you all next week. Good night, David. Good night, folks. See you next year. Bye. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.